0: For Joining us now to talk tennis is Dave Worsley, friend of the show. G'day, Dave, how are you? Yeah, pretty good,
1: thanks, Ricardo. I hope you can hear me alright, driving around town.
0: Yeah, no, all good, mate, all good. Uh, we had the uh, the New Tennis New Zealand Awards last night, mate. No, no doubt uh, you're feeling a bit dusty and you've been and got yourself a McDonald's breakfast, just to, uh, to, to sort that out. Um, how, how how were the awards?
1: Well, there's just one problem, Ricardo. Um, I wasn't invited and I don't know if anybody was. Because um, we can't find the results, Ricardo. Well, I was trying to look for them as well. You, you were looking for them, I was looking for them. No one can come and find them. They didn't put any pieces out or anything out.
0: Yeah, well, I, I did hear yesterday that Ajit Rai was going to win the Men's Player of the Year. Uh, so, I mean, that probably is a, maybe is a little bit of a surprise. I mean, I know, I know Ajit, Ajit has done some good things, but uh, surely uh, you would have thought that Mike Venus, with what he's accomplished on the double circuit over, over 2022, might have pipped him.
1: Well yeah, I, I think if they were saying about singles player, what they do have is an award to the top player in the singles. So that's where a Jeet would have got that. So that's that's not an issue there. It's the top ranked player even ahead of Ruben Statham when it comes to straight up ranking. So what they do there is they say the player with the highest singles ranking, which was a Jeet, uh, gets the men's player of the year that can be disputed as to whether they're the best player of the year but they do get that award saying that you've got the highest ranking so here's an award for that. Um, to me the best player of the year should still go to uh, Marcus, uh, Marcus uh, Michael Venus uh, an award of or a mention as such for Reuben Statham who mm. came back from injury won a vital couple of singles matches for New Zealand the Davis Cup team but then Hasn't really helped himself with the Davis Cup team after that because he wanted, apparently, more money to actually play for them when they needed him in Finland. Not that he was necessarily going to win there. So there's a little bit of uh, the issues there. So uh, that might, to me, Mike Bean is still the best player, Ranked number 16 in the world right now. How's been in the top 10. Gets seeded in uh, Grand Slam doubles. We'll be playing with uh, Jamie Murray at the Aussie Open in uh, well next month. So, yeah, he, he is the most notable player as such, but the award for uh, Jeep as the top singles-ranked player.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to actually uh, Mike Venus and Jamie Murray teaming up, Dave. That's, uh, that's going to be some combo, and, um, you know, I mean, Mike Venus is not to be sneezed at, but Jamie Murray over 500 tour wins. That is uh, it's a great pairing uh, for Mike, you got to say.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to those two uh, playing at the Aussie Open. I'll be there and uh, watching the two of them together. Jamie is a very – he's a scholar of the game – He's also very funny, but he's also a scholar of the game and understands the game. And like some players, just go out there and play. But Jamie himself is someone who understands the game, understands the history of it, uh, understands also both the male and the female side. So uh, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's someone that, that is interesting to be around. And even, even if you didn't like tennis, he could still make it interesting—an interesting conversation for you about it. So uh, it's just. You know, one of those things. And I think, you know, that he'll be good for Mike in the sense he's the, uh, he'll be able to just adjust things slightly. The power game of Mike, he's got a good touch game as well. He's got plenty of power, but he's got good touch. So that'll be really interesting. The thing that I'm um, interested about as well is Aaron Routliff, who, to me, should have been the uh, the female player of the year, albeit that, that again, her singles ranking wasn't the highest, That we really didn't have anybody with a top singles ranking. But she's number 30 in the world in doubles, and who she's going to play with if she's going to stick with her regular partner, uh, Rosalska, or if she's going to find someone a little bit better because when she did, when she played with Fadula, the they won a top tournament or made it through the final. So I'd like to see her play with uh, someone perhaps a little
0: bit better. Yeah, well, apparently I hear that she's going to enter the um, uh, enter the singles at the ASB Classic as well as uh, play doubles. So that'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, she's the, the thing is she just hasn't played enough singles. She's playing on um, the Uh, the Futures Tournament in uh, the Bay of Plenty at the moment uh, today because she still has a singles ranking. Just to get a bit more match play, she's ranked about 1,000 in the world, so she's not actually going to go that far. Uh, However, it does keep her active and keep her fit. Uh, You know, when you're 30 in the world and finally doing well in doubles, you know, making the... uh, You know, doing well, making it past the quarterfinals at a Grand Slam. You know, you're, you're, you're winning matches at Grand Slams. You're winning WTA titles in doubles and your ranking in singles is 1,000, well, what are you going to do? It it makes sense financially to stick with the doubles rather than spend so much time playing, grinding out the qualifying, grinding out, you know, hick tournaments somewhere around the world. You might as well go and play Indian Wells instead in doubles. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, go and play a couple of rounds of singles, see how you go. And if something clicks and you suddenly do something fantastic, give it a go. But her future is in doubles. She did very well uh, in 2022 and, and won a bit of money. Finally, she's earning money. How cool is that? She can actually travel business class every now and then for someone who's six
0: foot two. It's quite handy. Yeah, it would be very handy, very handy. Hey, uh, we should talk, you know, we we're talking the ICF uh, tournaments. We had one in Wellington last week that Ajit Rai uh, won in three sets over Daisuke Sumizawa. Um, Ajit is our number one ranked men's player as we we talked about he's obviously done well here in this ITF tournament he's playing I know in the one in Toronga, which is on this week as well um, just how good is Ajit and how far do you think he can go?
1: Well he's ranked about 500 at the moment um, he needed to win a uh, ITF title. He finally managed to get into a uh, challenger tournament, which is really important because challenger tournaments are so much stronger. A step up, and that's the sort of thing that he, he needed to actually do. It's you know all great grinding away, and you know seriously some of the places that he's played, and um, you wouldn't want to send your dead cat to sort of stuff. Um, you know, Wellington fine, but some of the other places are. Yeah, you want to play in challenger tournaments. You can actually almost make a living even at the lower challenger tournaments. Uh, you know, you win a couple of rounds, you you actually get a little bit of money. Whereas if you for winning the futures tournament in Wellington, I think he would have got about oh, maybe two thousand dollars. if that. Um, so you know, you you play futures to get out of them. So well done on winning that futures title. And um, by the way, Vivian Yang, the seventeen-year-old uh, lefty from Auckland, she won the women's title over uh, was it Jade Otway. Uh, so you know, there's. Uh, There's a little bit of talent coming through. But the the thing is, you need to have these futures tournaments to actually start players. Uh, And that's really important. All the players like uh, Jack Liltit, he's only uh, 17 or just turning 18, the top junior player. He's already got ATP ranking points because of playing these sort of tournaments and doing well also overseas. But for Ajit, he's finally, I think he's becoming himself. Now, this is going to sound really bad, and I'll get hassles from the family about it. But he needed to play as him as an adult, as him. Uh, his father was always involved in um, traveling with him and all that sort of thing. And he's got to get to a stage where he plays for him and he plays as someone else coaching him. You've got to get to that stage, even though Djokovic had to get to that stage for a while, who has always had the family, but he had to become an adult and actually take care of himself. And that goes with a lot of players, particularly on the WTA. So I believe that Ajit's managed to actually take authority of his game and take authority of him. And we've started to see that happen. It started to work a little bit. And he started to actually play a lot better. At the moment, around about 500, I can see him getting to 300. Getting inside the top 300 starts to, you have to develop your game a little bit more and have a little bit more nous on and off the court. Let's see if he can do that. He's old enough now. I think he's, uh, what is he, 23 or thereabouts or close enough. That's what we want to see him is actually get out there, take authority of who you are and what you are on and off the court.
0: Uh, interesting that I, I hear, you know, we've got this play-in tournament to win the wild card. You win the play-in tournament, you win the wild yep. card for the main draw. You come runner up, you get a wild card into qualifying. Uh, we know that Ruben Statham has decided he's not going to play in it. Um, I'm hearing whispers yeah, Jeep. that maybe Ajit might not play in it either. So what does that play-in <laughs> tournament now look like?
1: Well, I mean, the other thing is Ajit is playing in the uh, New Caledonia Challenger at the same time. He's entered in it. So I believe he'll play in it. Um, it's a tournament where it's pretty good at the top end of some of the players that end up playing in there. Uh, you know, this is, if, if Ajit won the playoff tournament, he's guaranteed oh, it's about $5,000 US. You know, and he, in theory, should win it. And then he gets to play in an ATP tournament in Auckland, So the playoff, well, I could win that and I get all this money and I could maybe get points if I win to a round or do I make it possibly to the second round of a challenger and end up with less uh, less money but a couple of points? What's best for me? I'm not too sure if that's the best thing. Maybe it's just a up yours to Tennis New Zealand or to the tournament director, not a good thing to do. Uh, Ruben Statham, well, he can do it because he's old and doesn't really matter. But for a youngster like Ajit, is it a smart thing? I'm not too sure. I'm not sure if the conversations that were had with uh, Nicholas Leverin or with uh, Tennis New Zealand, but yeah, hopefully there was a conversation because if there wasn't, then that's just that's just dumb. Um, I know the rest of the time, you, you look, there's some good guys there. Uh, I'd love to see Jack Lilted, um, you know, as I mentioned in uh, play, or Corbin Crowther or Isaac Beecroft or any of those guys, cause, or Finn Reynolds. They are actually, some of them have a little bit of talent, and I think just one little boost like this would help them immensely. So I'd, I'd love to see that actually happen, yeah. um, and some of these guys actually come through. Yeah. Finn Reynolds is probably my favourite now.
0: Okay, all right. Finn Reynolds is the one to watch. Good stuff, Dave. Thanks for coming on, mate. Hopefully, uh, over the course of the day, we can track down those results uh, of the uh, Tennis <laughs> New Zealand Awards. Go well, mate. Thanks Good for the run, time. For us. Cheers. It's it is right a pleasure.